0: CHD3 Detroit, KMPS HD3 Seattle, WBMX HD3 Boston,
1: and on AOL Radio. And Yahoo Launch Cut. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal. With Paul and Ben Eno. Call now 248 545 Soul. New SkyRadio.com. Believe.
2: Can you go to parallel worlds and visit lost loved ones who never died there? Could I be wrong about ghosts not being spirits? If something terrible really is coming for us over the next few years, can we really escape through some kind of portals? Hello there, and welcome
3: to Behind the Paranormal with Paul Benino. This is the t- 280th edition of our show. I'm Ben, and asking those... Really strange and varied questions. Where I, was my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad? So this evening, we dive back into our stack of emails uh, with many different questions and observations about paranormal subjects, including the 2012 prophecies and what might follow. And if you'd like to call in and talk to us, now is the time uh, Two 248-545-7685. Five five the number is 248 545 7685. And if you're wondering why I sound like death, it is because I have a cold. So just bear with us.
2: Uh, you'll be fine. Thank I you.
3: know. I'm just saying. Uh,
2: just just so was like, it, Why uh, is his
3: voice so weird? Henry
2: David Thoreau would always complain about people who would get up in the morning and complain about the state of their noses and throats. Um, so anyway, I'm not saying my nose. N- not to be unsympathetic, but I don't know if our listeners care. Anyway, on to our first email. Uh, this is, uh, the subject is ghost ships, and this is from Ryan, B- oh, he said not to use his last name, B, in Holliston, Massachusetts, and on our, on our Boston Providence show, we ask a question every week, and people can win things. So he answered the question correctly, uh, the question was, where, in, be- where between New Brunswick and Prince Edward Island in Canada is a uh, flaming ship reportedly seen, one of these ghost ships, what body of water was it? And he correctly answered the Northumberland Strait. But he goes on to ask a question. Uh, how do you explain burning ghost ships from
3: the multiverse point of view, which, by the way, is the most brilliant explanation for everything that I have ever wondered, or ever heard, uh, ever heard, sorry.
2: Uh, well, okay, well, that's pretty complete with so that. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, th- that's a good question. As a matter of fact, it takes me back to 2002 when I was making a, uh, helping to us uh, make a special for the Travel Channel on Curses of New England, and the producer just did not like what I had to say. We spent two days filming, and I was in the thing for about 30 seconds. She didn't want to hear multiverse and parallel worlds and all this business. She wanted to hear, whoa, did you hear that, you know, and all this business. So, in any case, uh, there was a question during that show about a flaming ghost, and uh, this was in Newport, Rhode Island, and the person had burned to death, apparently, and had come back to haunt her murderer, alleged murderer, and was seen in the form of a flaming ghost. Now, very often, these objects are, are, are said to be flaming. But I'm thinking of back to the ship's question here, and whether it's a, a human ghost or, or a ship, I think the answer is that they're more, uh, the more astute observer will say, well, they're glowing. And so we think, aha, must be on fire. Well, that's not necessarily the case. If you look at photographs of multiversal situations, and I'm thinking particularly, Ben, of the, some of the pictures obtained in the house in Connecticut that, that we are, have said so much about oh, yes. on the air, we, uh, and then in many other places, too, where you have long strips or circles of uh, a brilliant light, certainly glowing, I'm thinking that what you're doing is looking at the boundaries between various worlds, the electromagnetic boundaries, because how does electra- electromagnetism often come across in a camera? It's, it's simply electrified air molecules, and therefore it looks like a big light. I've seen this with the naked eye, and I also have many photographs of it. So I think when you're seeing a glowing ship, the thing, and, and the, the, it's never described as burning just in one place. The whole thing is a flame. Uh, at least every case I know of, the so-called burning ghost ships. So as a result, I think what we're seeing is simply the ship going about its business in its own world, and you're seeing it for some reason, because of the energies in this particular location, uh, through a, a a glowing light, which is the boundary of the world. So then what about the Flying Dutchman? No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, if you, uh, if you use SpongeBob as the uh, standard for... Studying the Flying Dutchman, well, I never knew the, the legend conclusion.
3: of the Flying Dutchman in the first
2: place. So the only reference I have is SpongeBob. Right. Well, I mean, having served at sea myself in the military uh, for a period, there there are all sorts of stories. Uh, I was amazed at the. Um, Amazing uh, folklore knowledge of the ordinary sailor in the United States Coast Guard, even to that day, which was you know a long time ago. But there was a, a great knowledge of many of these of these events, and they were always described. As, and one, one of the one of the deck crew claimed he had actually seen uh, the the Celestine Mary Celeste, the Mary Celeste, Mary Celeste yeah. yeah, which is uh, not too far from uh, this location actually. Uh, it's often seen and always described as this glowing uh ship that, that's that's uh, completely alight somehow. So I think it's what we're seeing is simply uh, the boundaries between the worlds, and the ship isn't necessarily on fire at all. One of the interesting things about this case on the Northumberland Strait, which is a lovely bit of water between Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, I should say New Brunswick and Prince Edward Island, is that you can, it's it's not as if the thing is out to sea. People have reported it well into the 20th century, and you can see, the, you've been there yourself, you can see, if you remember, you were like, Four years old. I'm
3: pretty sure I don't remember. You, you,
2: you can see the Prince Edward Island shore in the distance, so it's not as if the thing is way out to sea. It's in between these two land masses. And people have actually gone out and tried to uh, stage a rescue, and they can't reach the thing. And I've found that, too. When we're dealing with multiversal situations, you'll hear a sound or, or hear, or the famous ox cart thing I'm always describing, or, or other things, and you run toward it, and it's just over there. Or you run toward that, and it's just over there. Why? Because Einstein described time and space as curved. So, uh, what, we have a break already? No. No, 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 I'm just, no, okay, I, I heard a noise. So. Oh, you heard, oh, a noise. Yeah, just over there, just over there. Yeah. So, the same thing with, with the ships. If you want to go out and try to rescue everybody, then you're probably not even going to be able to get to it because it'll move. So, there we are. So, there, that's uh, the best answer I can give you there, Ryan, on that question. And thank you for writing in. Okay, here's, uh, th- this is an interesting one here, which has to do with some of our, our opening questions. This is from Cheryl in Pennsylvania. And Cheryl Uh My brother passed on in, in April
3: of 2011 About a month After I had a dream I entered into this big green grassy area With white chairs lined up uh, Young beautiful girls With long hair and gowns un, uh, Ushered me to a seat Alongside other people I quote unquote knew uh, Were there to Quote unquote see their loved ones As I sat waiting I suddenly looked over, and there was my brother sitting in a swing, in in a swing under a tree. Suddenly, I was there with him. I was crying, and he was smiling, saying, "I'm okay. Don't cry." He told me his job was to go, was going to be helping others when they come over. Uh, I asked if he could uh, come back again, and he said, "I don't know. I think so." Then I woke up uh, with the feeling that I had. Been, I had really been with my brother and really hugged him and really communicated with him. Is this possible,
2: or was it an imaginative dream? Well, Cheryl, thank you for that. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful uh, experience that you yes. had, certainly. Um, i say, this is, of course, it's entirely possible. And, you know, I don't have to tell you, Ben, what this reminds me of. Oh, yeah, Kevin. The pati- well, that and, and also this particular story... Uh, and the, the description of the place reminds me of what we have come to call the, the good world, oh. uh, which created such a stir on our May 16th uh, Coast to Coast broadcast. That's we right. were talking about the uh, coming events that we foresee, or at least that, that many uh, <laughs> friends and neighbors from parallel realities we have encountered in, pa- in, in paranormal cases have suggested it is going to happen in the 2012-2016 period and uh, they being in the same boat as we are with this that the description of this sounds kind of like the good world now the good world is a place uh, at least the way i experience it that is very practical i mean you don't uh, you don't have you know people you know floating around in white gowns and living on clouds but i mean it's it's still a very positive place, which is a a, a place where uh, to the best of my understanding of what we have been told is supposed to welcome people who are I suppose refugees from whatever's going to happen here, and it's not supposed to be a spiritual welcome it's supposed to be entirely physical and I'm always going out about how physical the paranormal world really is and, uh, supposedly, the, uh, we're going to get into this later, portals or whatever are supposed to, people are supposed to be able to go right through these things, physically, uh, as, as in many cases, the uh, people seem to be able to, and, and other non-people seem to be able to do between worlds, between these boundaries we were describing when I was talking about the ships. Uh, and that uh, seems to be a very similar experience to what uh, you've had here, Cheryl, uh, when i go there it's 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 often in in a dream state although it's uh remarkably real to the point where i wake up holding feeling like i'm holding things in my hand that i've picked up there and the physical sensation is quite real and uh, also ben can talk for himself he can speak for himself but he uh, also shares uh, some of these experiences but experiences the good world on another level i I have we haven't even talked about it lately it's become so normal so this is where we live and i think that. it's a place where many of us will end up I think it's wonderful that your brother is already there his job may be to help you get there yourself and again I emphasize the physicality of all this it's been very very clear to us that we have to, if you want to use the old term cross over or whatever term you want to use it's going to be entirely physical, there's no death, nobody's dying here except for some of us I guess who are Uh, older and will not uh, be able to go through whatever's coming Uh, that's another story but i think you i think your 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 experience here could be entirely legitimate sure it could be an imaginative dream but when you have a deep experience through dreams uh, many experts will tell you it's it's bound to be real uh, because it has touched you in a very special way so i think you probably had a very real experience here cheryl and i thank you for writing it in and uh, if it happens again keep us keep us posted uh, a lot of people are writing in about experiences of this kind, people who never thought they would have them, people who are not imaginative really in any way, not even interested in the paranormal. All of a sudden, these things are happening to them. So uh, why don't we uh, just ask you to uh, continue to let us know if this happens again. Uh, but certainly, uh, whether this was a dream or not, imaginative dream or not, your brother certainly is alive in many, many different worlds. And it's funny, you mentioned April because that's when I lost my mother. Uh, she was 95 years old until we, we had a that whole show. Yeah, no, uh, was not it March? it was March because March oh, I is, beg your pardon, it was March. It's March is karma, man. Well, I have no sense of time, so anyway. No, you're thinking my birthday. Your birthday, yes. Close enough. Yes. So in any case, it was around the same period last spring, and uh, people would write in and ask us, okay, well, you're always telling people how to deal with losses of their loved ones. How did you deal with the loss of your loved ones? So we explained, It's not that she is gone from us it's not the but, but it's it's where we are still with her in including this good world and in many parallel worlds where our lives continue uh, and go on as part of our, our whole super life uh, as it were in in the, the multiverse so i think it's a matter of um, uh, simply realizing that uh, you have not lost your brother uh, he has not lost you but that you are together in many parallel worlds where you're um Perfectly fine, and where, where he has not died, and uh, again, death being literally impossible in the multiverse. So anyway, uh, that's, I think, what's going on, and uh, let us know if this uh, this occurs again. Okay, we're coming up on a break now, and uh, you're listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio, newskyradio.com. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
1: CBS Radio's The New Sky. NewSkyRadio.com This is the Lisa J. Smith Show.
2: So you say you want to be a rock star, so why don't you go ahead and be one? This is Lisa J. Smith. You can listen to me every day at 3 o'clock Eastern. Lisa J. Now, right here at CBS Radio The Sky.
1: Look up to The Sky. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Reach out. NewSkyRadio.com
4: Jumping, 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 to keep you jumping, 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 exist is the law so, my jumping, so
1: radio is now cbs radio's the sky back to behind the paranormal with paul and ben eno call now 248-545-soul new skyradio.com
2: that's 248-545-7685 because we have an open line show this evening trying to catch up on emails but that doesn't mean you can't call in please do and we have uh, a new uh, email here, an interesting one from uh, about ball lightning from Nigel in Manchester, uh, UK, Manchester,
0: England. So,
3: okay. So Nigel writes, "What's the difference between ball lightning and orbs?" My family was having dinner a few weeks ago, and this ball of light floated into the room from the kitchen, stopped behind each of us in turn, and then went to the window and exploded with a bang. Uh, <laughs> uh, we were terrified. What was all this about?
2: Well, that's interesting. Nobody really understands ball lightning, but I've often wondered the same thing. What's the difference between ball lightning and orbs? They act very similarly at times. I remember being in a number of situations, I'm thinking particularly of a cemetery in New Hampshire where orbs will literally follow you around, change colors, and our friend uh, Shane Sirway uh, there can, can tell you a lot about that because that's, that's his territory. And they... Uh, seem to uh, back off if you walk toward them, and uh, various things occur that show some sort of uh, responsiveness, if not intelligence, anyway. And it could be entirely electrical, of course. Now, ball lightning has been uh, associated with St. Elmo's Fire. I know it's sea, very often the uh, electrical phenomena of the St. Elmo's fire would occur, you can look that up, it's a, a well-known phenomenon that's accepted and, uh, but of course I've also heard of things happening in houses such as Nigel describes, I remember one uh, woman who is a lawyer who works with, with my wife, Ben's mom, uh, described one time turning around and seeing this ball of lightning that did the same thing, exploded uh, right in front of me, because obviously creating all sorts of terror, but this one sounds interesting, it comes in from the kitchen uh, apparently comes into the, the dining room or wherever the folks are eating and, and goes behind each one of them, stopping, and then going over to the window and blowing up. I mean, the, uh, I honestly can't tell you. It's not understood whether these things are the same thing as orbs, which are also not understood. People think they understand them, but I don't think they do. Uh, in my opinion, they, uh, they could be related. Electrical phenomena are very strange and little understood orbs, in my opinion, are living creatures, or could be, some of them anyway, could be living creatures, life forms that feed around the boundaries of parallel worlds, the electrical boundaries, as we were, uh, we were describing, of what they're feeding on, I don't know, uh, various waves are created in these situations, and they could be feeding on that, the parasites uh, seem to feed upon negative energy, but I think what we're dealing with is possibly something that might be alive, some sort of life form. Life is everywhere and everyone. And as I often say on the show, I, I chuckle at our efforts in space when we, you know, you know, creep around on the surface of Mars looking for stuff that's just that's, that's like us. Well, it might not be like us; It might be entirely unrecognizable by us. And not to mention the fact that they're probably under the surface, too. So I think you might be dealing with something like that. And there are a number of different explanations. And uh, stay tuned because we do talk about this now and then. So, Nigel, I think if that sort of thing happens again or has happened before, we'd like to, to hear about that because it might shed some uh, light on exactly what uh, is happening with these these weird critters or, or phenomena here, or both Here's one about strange sounds, and it's from Nyla J in Windsor, Ontario, right in our uh, our what? tonight's listening area. Oh, okay. one of them. Okay. Uh, hi, Paul and Ben. I live in Windsor,
3: Ontario, right across from Detroit, and I listen to you on WYCD. Yay! Uh, people in this area have been bothered by a strange humming sound that seems to be coming out uh, up out of the ground. And on your show, you sometimes mention <clears throat> the Dow's hum. Tao's hum. Tao's, Tao's in Mexico. Yeah. Oh, Tao! Oh, the Tao's hum. Thank you. You've Dow. been there. Yeah. Taoism. I barely remember it. Uh, I I wondered it, like how much you know about this and what causes it and what can be done about it. Some people around here can't even sleep because of it.
2: Yeah, you know, I heard about this separately. Glad someone wrote in about it. Um, and I, I wonder if so our pr- if producer because we're we're broadcasting out of Detroit here. Uh, by way of Rhode Island, by way of Detroit. And uh, I wonder if anyone in our, the studio there has uh, has heard of this. But uh, apparently it has been made known to us uh, in, by other sources in that vicinity. And it is, there is a common uh, thread that kind of runs through some of this. And this is uh, – let me let me tell you, first tell you what the, the Taos hum is. It is a phenomenon that has been recorded primarily in North America, but now around the world and in the southern hemisphere, in Australia particularly. And it, it sounds like a a truck, a diesel vehicle, or, or, or a fleet of diesel-powered vehicles uh, idling uh, some distance away. Uh, that's how it has been described. I myself have never heard it that I know of. I've heard a lot of weird things, but I don't know if this is one of them. And it has gotten uh, increasing attention lately because there are a number of areas where uh, these sounds have become very prominent to the point, as Nyla says, that people cannot sleep in certain areas. Sometimes it seems to be coming up out of the ground, as seems to be the case in Windsor, and we are just... uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm half a mind to get up there and take a look, uh, and, and it has been described very similarly. Take a Listen, actually, take a listen. Yes, okay. exactly. <laughs> yeah, true. True. <laughs> there have been there is of course much speculation about what this what the cause is. There is some speculation that it is seismic in origin, and with all the earthquakes lately, particularly here on the east coast, I'm wondering if uh, there's not some ominous reason for that seismically speaking. Uh, we, as you know, uh, several weeks ago, we we had uh, lo- a lot of fun, and, and particularly the Northeast. We had a um, uh, an earthquake centered in Virginia that, that that rattled Washington D.C. and all the way up as far as us here and uh, the Boston area and farther north. And it, I didn't uh, feel anything. That's... No, I, I didn't either. But actually, I was asleep at the time. But there uh, were reports of of some minor damage, and uh, it was enough to shake everybody up, so to speak. Uh, Then there was the the Hurricane uh, Irene, the Tropical Storm Irene, once it hit us, that created problems. And then uh, it has not been a good uh, summer here uh, for us, uh, naturally speaking. Not really, no. Yeah. So as a result, I'm wondering – and I'm thinking, too, of – I grew up in, in an area of Connecticut. Uh, not far from what was known as the mudus Noises. mudus is a town in Connecticut. It comes from a native name. And it, these things seem to come from underground and from the vicinity of a mountain where I believe the term, uh, the, the, the guy Macho was was supposedly resident, a, a demonic uh, or at least a spirit figure uh, known to the local natives and this was this was since explained supposedly by the University of Connecticut Seismology Department as a seismic event. Uh, there were a number of small faults under New England that were apparently moving not to the point of creating <laughs> dangerous earthquakes, but to the point of creating noises. So I wonder if the Taos event is, or uh, the Taos noises, or Taos hum, or, or what is happening in Hamilton and other areas is not seismic, given all the seismic activity we've been hearing about. Uh, whether it's paranormal, could be. yeah. I think we're always hearing things. But then again, the paranormal is normal. It is normal. And we're always hearing things that are resulting, that, that are originating in parallel worlds, I believe. There was some defense concern about some of these noises when I was in the military longer ago than I care to admit. There was some speculation about not only the towers hum and other things, but also about these strange booming noises, uh, which have been... Recorded recently in the southern uh, part of the Pacific Ocean, uh, there is the known phenomenon the known as the bloop, right? Because apparently that's what it sounds like. And according to naval engineers who are recording this bloop uh, occasionally, it's it's made by a living creature, or at least it has all the characteristics of being made by a living creature, uh, the size of which would be hard to imagine. So these are all things that we I can't explain. Uh, multiversally, yeah, sure, there are always factors there But uh, I would like to be kept posted By you folks in Windsor Who are listening uh, on this th- these strange sounds And uh, to see what may develop I know that the um, Environment Canada is looking into this Or at least I uh, have been told they are I have one or two connections in Ottawa And I'll make some inquiries and see if I can find anything out But in the meantime, uh, yeah, keep us posted on this This is very interesting So thank you, uh, Nyla, for, uh, for writing in this evening Fascinating stuff Okay what? Yes, that's fascinating. It is, absolutely. Okay. Oh, now, now this is a very serious one. This is from, um, okay, can't use his full name, but John in Maine, USA. And, and the question is, how to save my children? And this is based on our May 16th coast-to-coast broadcast that shook everybody up. Go ahead. Okay. My family is
3: Christian and we take our faith seriously. I have had a bad feeling about what is coming and it's... And it's been like watching revelations unfold in front of my eyes. I have six-year-old triplets and a wife. And can you tell me how to find these portals? I'm not a crazy, quote unquote. But what you said, uh, so many. But you, what you said, so
2: many things that ring true in my experiences in this life. All right, very serious question. And again, on May sixteenth we came clean and uh, astounded uh, George Nurry, who was uh, astounded that we weren't more upset about this than we are that from uh, the, for the last at least twenty years for me and in the last six, seven years for Ben that we uh do encounter Friends or acquaintances, if you want to say for lack of a better term, as we conduct paranormal cases. Because as you know, we do not approach ghosts as spirits of the dead. We believe they are existing beings in parallel worlds uh, from whom we can learn. Uh, And uh, on the other hand, who must be tested rigorously by our own good sense and good judgment uh, to see that they are not, that they are what they say they are. Because many are not. We are enemies out there, just as as we have uh, friends and acquaintances, so all that being said, our conclusion is that uh, they and us are waiting for a multiversal event, which will not be pleasant I know that there's been a lot of speculation about 2012 and the end of the world and all this, and you, if you want you can relate this to that, but th- there doesn't seem to be uh, any particular correlation that they see if they even know about it, between and if you can even communicate with them, because most of them don't speak English, uh, into the 2012-2016 period, uh, bad things are apparently going to be approaching us and a number of neighboring worlds. Uh, apparently, parasites, or these parasitical entities we're always talking about, the demons of folklore and religion, uh, will apparently have some sort of sway here, and uh, apparently will uh, do... Uh, Exp- uh, if you want to say invade, or I don't want to be completely nuts here, but come in and create all sorts of havoc. And I think that we don't often need them to create our own havoc. I think there will be a nuclear factor here. I think that uh, certainly we've been living, uh, just from, from, from my own military background, I can say we've certainly been living on the edge of a knife for, since the end of World War II. I mean, the, the technology of nuclear weapons is out of the bag, and uh, we'll never get it back into the bottle again. Uh, all sorts of uh, nitwits have it. There are at least 1,000 missing nukes from the days of the old Soviet Union that, that are small and even portable. I mean, there, there, are lot, there are a number of facts that are not reassuring. So we we really, um, when people say that, oh, you know, you're exaggerating and, you know, everything's going to be fine. You know, well, we've been, we've been on, as I say, the edge of this knife, <clears throat> right on the edge of it for a very, very long time. And all you need are one or two circumstances, and bingo, there goes the the whole uh, ball game so anyway uh, this I think is a real concern over the next few years we see uh, the need for some sort of uh, perhaps transfer to a parallel world uh, the, the, in particularly this good world that we've been talking about and as I stress again and again and again I have an academic background I don't like talking about this because I feel like a nut but 3700 people wrote to us after that broadcast and said that they felt the same way I did, but that they couldn't deny it either. They were having similar experience. They can't all be crazy. So in any case, uh, that's where we stand. And I wanted to answer, of course, uh, John's question here. Uh, We don't have any religious dogs in this hunt. Uh, We are neutral on that. Uh, There are many, many different traditions and religions and, uh, you know, Myth cycles, or whatever you want to call it, that will talk about what's coming, because that, and I, when, I say, when I say the term myth, I don't mean a false story that's made up to explain something. Myth in the Eastern sense, we always try to use Eastern thinking here rather than Western thinking, uh, Eastern thinking is much broader, myth in that sense means a way to explain something that's real in a way we can understand. Right, it's it's a way to express the inexpressible or describe the indescribable. So when I say myth cycle, I'm not denigrating and I'm not saying it's not true because You're not it say is. Minotaurs are going to come out of nowhere. Well, who knows? Everything that can be conceived does exist somewhere in the multiverse. It's like a really weird Murphy's law. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, uh, so you may be Christian, you may be pagan, you may be anything. That's not the point. Uh, your own tradition probably has expressed this in a very unique way, and so who's to say that your point of view isn't correct? So we're not saying that one way or the other. So uh, again, uh, as as have many people, even George Nury said that everywhere he goes, people have a bad feeling about what is coming, as John writes here, uh, we find the same thing. And he says, it's like watching Revelation in front of my eyes, well, maybe uh I, we had a big discussion about revelation with uh, dr joy Pugh last a uh, uh, week and uh, it was quite interesting because she was um i you know we were getting into some points of theology here that may uh, not really make any difference in the long run yeah. and he's got six-year-old triplets and a wife you know that's our concern too of people who have young children and if, you, if you're going to talk revelation it says you know woe to those who have young children at this time uh how to? And here's the big question: Can you tell me how to find these portals? Okay, and he says, "I'm not a crazy. no I, I'm sure you're not." Now, the portal thing, we said on the show that we would talk about that and think about it more. The more we consider that, and we have had, we have a roundtable discussion going. It's not public yet with a number of people, prominent people, many of whom you've heard of, and we will be making that public when the time comes. But the consent, not a consensus, but the thought at this point is that you don't necessarily have to go anywhere or do anything to find any portals. And I'll explain that more when we come back from our break. But we're coming up coming up in a break now, uh, Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Benino on CBS New Sky Radio, NewSkyRadio.com. Stay with us as we continue our discussion.
1: Enlighten. Empower. Enrich. This is CBS Radio's The New Sky. New Horizons no boundaries all day long we're devoted to your emotional physical and spiritual well-being with your direct connect to the stars lisa j smith the dr pat show liz souza barbara mackie glenis mccantz the wake up call with l newman and tom force Let us know how we're doing. 248-545-7685. Log on. NewSkyRadio.com. 24 hours a day. Your spiritual well-being is our concern. Awaken the extraordinary. Live the life you've imagined. Look up to the sky. CBS Radio's The New Sky. NewSkyRadio.com. New Horizons. No Boundaries.
5: Join Mystic Radio with Robin Alexis Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern and 12 noon Pacific as metaphysical mother and TV personality Robin Alexis helps countless people around the globe live fuller and more conscious lives. Robin serves you using her gifts as a medium, medical intuitive, past life reader and more. Get your free on air readings Wednesday at 3 Eastern and 12 noon Pacific, right here on the sky. And check out Robin's Soul Spa at robinalexis.com.
0: Hi, I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, astrophysicist and host of Star Talk Radio. Join me every week where I have celebrity guests, experts, and comedic co hosts, where our task is to bring the universe down to Earth. Join Lori Houston for
5: Intuitive Soul. Lori Houston is a professional and intuitive counselor. She incorporates her professional qualifications that includes a bachelor's degree in social work and neuro-linguistic programming, amongst others with her intuitive counseling and natural clairsentient abilities. She's been on her spiritual path for the last 18 years and during that time has acquired through extensive studies, teaching and sacred texts over 25 different healing modalities. Visit with Lori Houston Wednesday at 7 o'clock on Psychic Radio, powered by CBS Psychic
1: Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky Back to Behind the Paranormal With Paul and Ben Eno Call now 248-545-SOL NewSkyRadio.com
3: Welcome back to Behind the Paranormal With Paul and Ben Eno I'm Ben we are discussing Portals Yeah, What to things. do with
2: them Where do you find them and how do they work? Well, i mean, we're responding to John from Maine, who uh, was uh, very concerned about saving his children from what is predicted in the 2012-2016 period. And I was going to say that, that uh, in uh, a number of discussions with people who ought to know and who have thought about this, that you may not have to find any portals, John. You may not have to go anywhere. I think it might be a matter of simply what we refer to as multiverse awareness, this does not go against your Christianity. As a matter of fact, we have a number of, of Christian clergy who have said that it, it, it sort of explains a lot and kind of enhances their own spirituality. Others may disagree. And certainly those of other religious persuasions, uh, pagans particularly, can take to this very easily. Uh, it seems to be a human thing rather than a religious thing. That's what I believe it is. And when you develop an awareness of... Uh, multiverse living that you are a larger person than just in this one particular world and that you exist in many parallel ones and that you can, there is a certain amount of control that comes uh, with being able to go from one world to another. And and Ben had a whole show on that with Todd Banks. uh, Yes last, uh, what, two weeks ago, was it? No, and I uh, did a uh, first show he ever, uh, he hosted on our Boston Providence show, uh, first time he hosted by himself, did a fine job, and uh, had a great conversation with Todd about that. So uh, I think that you may not have to go anywhere or do anything. First of all, these portals move. And secondly, I think you can be a portal yourself. That's, that's the long and the short of it. I think we're going to be talking more about that. But I wouldn't worry too much. I mean, a way will always be provided for those who are aware Okay, and those who are, what did the little boy say? The high men as opposed to the low men. Something I never forgot. Okay, here's a, a l- more light-hearted note, and this is from Marissa in Seattle. In
3: Seattle. A Great, KJAQ. Uh, you guys make my week. Why aren't you TV- on TV where you belong? P.S. Ben is so
2: cute. I didn't show that in advance. Anyway, you are cute, Ben. All right. Well, I mean, I just yeah this question comes up with it. there. There is a, a director producer we're, we're working with who we're, is, is bound and determined uh, to get us on a 3D uh, series on our work, uh, multiversal work and, and paranormal work in general. And of course, the problem is that, that most of the networks are interested more in entertainment than they are in in reality. reality. I think they're more interested, uh, they're less interested in what we have to say than they are in, the, hey dude, did you hear that? You know? I talk like And I find, Well yeah, but you're a teenager, you're supposed to talk. But I mean, you think more deeply than that, and I, I think it's very uh, disconcerting and uh, disappointing that our society has reached a point where people are more interested. I don't want to name any shows because they might be on CBS and that won't, that won't be appreciated. But Certain shows that, that uh, I suppose uh, uh, drain the mind and uh, will will uh, stimulate the less uh, less intellectual aspects of the human uh, being. I suppose. I don't know. It's just I don't think there's a lot of interest in serious research. But but the problem I think the mistake they're making over there in Hollywood or wherever it is, as our director says, is that they don't realize there is a tremendous demand for a more intelligent approach to this subject. Uh, The listenership of this show, as we understand it, is rather substantial. And uh, certainly people have noticed us on Coast to Coast, and they do respond. So there are people with brains, Hollywood, who are very interested in the paranormal, who don't like what you're giving us. So if that is some kind of answer to Marissa, uh, I hope that that she will accept that, that we are. Things are in the works, but it's going very slowly, and we'll see what happens. All right. And moving on here again, okay, uh, this is, um, oh yes, this is from uh, our show reporter, Kyle Dayton. And she decided to to write in uh, to us today, as uh, she can't call in, but she wanted to make a comment on uh, the appearance uh, of um, Karen Anderson, the animal communicator, uh, a little ways back, and uh, thank her for her answer, and also to ask for a little bit of uh, expansion on one of the answers that she received about... Uh, a uh, pet.
3: Uh, uh, <coughs> which part am I reading? This? No, this. Okay. Uh, dear Paul, thank you very much for sharing your personal thoughts with me and about not saying goodbye to one's pets when they pass on uh, or pass away. My bad. Uh, it was truly appreciated. Com- uh, comforting to ponder. Truly appreciated comforting to ponder the reality of our being with them there. Uh, many theirs. Yeah, it's unquote. a
2: parallel world. Yes. Yeah.
3: And, uh, and give, and gave me quite a bit of food for thought in learning that you and Ben have, uh, quote, lost the sense of loss, quote. You also mentioned that one of your cats was one of the most beautiful beings that you, that you had ever known. Uh, I'd love to hear more about this as well, and as well as how. And when you first became aware of the reality of the aforementioned theirs, fascinating stuff. No kidding, your words went a long way in helping me when I truly needed it. Thanks again, sincerely, Kyle.
2: Now, Kyle, uh, certainly a good friend, UFO expert, author, and a filmmaker and a show reporter here, uh, who recently lost a very beloved dog uh, and, and was attempting to uh, work through that. Uh, and we happened to have Karen Anderson on the show at the time. So, now just to, to give into. Um, a little bit about this, and for those who are interested in, in uh, relationships with with animals and with other creatures in general, uh, one, I, I did I did write to her that one of the most beautiful beings I had ever known, and, and that is um, a cat uh, Ben may remember remember Winslow. How I forget Winslow. Yeah, Winslow was a, uh, was a funny name for a cat. but we, we usually name our cats after literary figures. You know what. And Winslow was a little, he looked kind of like a meatloaf with feet. He was a little silver tabby with just the sweetest, most knowing personality I have ever encountered in a cat, and one of the most magnificent beings and personalities I have ever encountered in any being at all. And I just would, um, that's our, I, I mean, I, he was, when he, I was with him when he, uh, he had to be euthanized. He was very old, and and the kidneys had gone, and uh, was nothing could be done. And, and so I was with him, and it just um, it taught me a lot about the multiverse because I had all, this is only a few years ago, so I had already figured out or think I had figured out most of the multiversal ideas. But when you, you ideas are one thing and experiences are something else, and I experience him still with me. He used to lie on my desk. I still feel him there many times. A, uh, his, a body was cremated And uh, I, the ashes I have never quite brought myself To uh, be able to dispose of them In the place where we do that with our cats But anyway we we'll have to take another break um, Behind the paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno On CBS New Sky Radio newskyradio.com. Stay with us
1: Enlighten Empower Enrich This is CBS Radio's The New Sky New Horizons
0: No boundaries. New Sky Radio. NewSkyRadio.com and Psychic Radio, PsychicOnAir.com, powered by CBS Radio, AOL and Yahoo, is unlike any talk radio station, with a mission to improve the world one listener at a time. This is where you can be the star of your own show. Our listeners are truly unique, truly interactive, and passionate about their world. The Sky and Psychic Radio listeners genuinely care about the environment, social justice, their personal health, and raising people up to live their best life ever. Our motto is New Horizons. No boundaries. New age views, life coaching, psychic analysis, alternative medicine, and cutting edge mind, body, and spirit shows can all be found on the Sky and Psychic Radio. Perhaps you have what it takes to join our broadcast family. An open mind, a great idea, and a passion for enriching lives. Check out all the exciting details by clicking the microphone on our homepage at newskyradio.com or give Lisa Rodman a call at 248-546-9600 to learn just how affordable it can be to host a show.
1: CBS Radio's The New Sky. sky Newskyradio.com. This is The Lisa J. Smith Show.
2: Change your perception, change your life. This is Lisa J. Smith, and you can tune in at 3 o'clock Eastern to listen to Lisa J. Now. I'm here to give you messages
0: from spirit and to help you have a new way of looking at life. That's at 3 o'clock Eastern on CBS Radio, The Sky.
1: Look up to The Sky. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Reach out new skyradio.com.
0: CBS Radio, The Sky, and NewSkyRadio.com are presented only for entertainment purposes, and advice should not be used in place of appropriate medical, financial, legal, or other professional counsel. Psychic Radio is now
1: CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now 248 545 sol NewSkyRadio.com. Believe.
2: And we're back, and I just wanted to finish talking about Winslow the cat because of our question from our dear friend Kyle in Arizona, who's talking about the loss of her pet. I have never quite been able. There is a place where we used to live where a number of I would consider them miraculous things happened. One of them was the relationship I could observe between the animals there, uh, both the wild animals and the domestic animals, who established a sort of Eden-like relationship. I mean, not not that the cats stopped killing mice or anything, but I mean as as a rule, it was just a sort of beautiful location I, and I recounted on one show the uh, the cat's funeral as as you might call it, where a great honor was rendered by the other cats and it was really just a wonderful thing to see. but in the case of Winslow uh, we we the house is no longer there it's just vacant land now and I will go back and deposit the ashes of our cats because most of them were born there. Uh, Winslow, however, uh, was not and uh, this beautiful, beautiful being uh, that he is and, and was. Uh, I just I, I keep the ashes still on, on our uh, kind of family altar we have in our library here. So I uh, again, it's not that we have lost him or that you have lost your pet. It's not that they are absent from us, or it's not all. It's not even that they are still with us in some spiritual form. That's not what it's about we are together with them in many many parallel worlds where they never died uh, we are i am in, in having lost our sense of loss i'm sure i can speak for ben on this we just don't feel any loss we feel our bigger lives uh, which we are living in many worlds and where the, those those uh, friends and, and pets and loved ones are, are are all with us uh very in a very real physical sense so yes. we just don't um, don't have that problem <laughs> Uh, as it as it goes. So again, thank you, Kyle, for uh, writing in. And I think we have time for maybe. Yeah, we do. We have time for one more. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Uh, Okay, this is from Anne. It doesn't say where. It's okay.
3: Uh, I stumbled upon your website, and it is a it is such a refreshing point of view. I feel so out of place sometimes with my view of death quote unquote uh, it was nice to read that I am not the only uh, different the only different perspective
2: and to get your perspective okay well that 's uh, kind of self serving but no, I know what Ann means uh, you don 't often hear this this kind of approach to uh, death and to life and i don't know I, I think she might be referring to our new england com website which is currently being redesigned but it's there with lots of different articles about these thoughts and other things as well and lots of photographs of of some of our local cases here uh from uh, various uh you know past years and, and even more recently uh you're welcome to look at that and ask any questions you'd like about that the uh the thing about the multiverse perspective and death is that you realize there is no death, and again, that's why I say you have no sense of loss because you haven't lost anything. You have gained a new perspective uh, on this. So uh, I, I um, also emphasize too that Anne's perspective shows that I mean, this isn't; these aren't our ideas, I and mean, these are human ideas that people uh, sort of come upon, and they maybe have forgotten them or they've never been taught them, and they say, "Aha." I remember that, or I recognize that. So, okay, give time for one more here. We have, about, we have about four or five minutes, something like that. Okay, <coughs> uh, this is an interesting one. This is from Adrian in British Columbia, Canada, and he talks about his trip to another world. Should we uh, put? Should, should we break it up? Yeah, it's up to you. Yeah. All right, whatever. I'll just power
3: through it. Okay. <clears throat> I
2: have had a. Uh,
3: no- a number of dreams going of going to another world. Uh, It is sparsely populated. The town I go into is in the mountains, and the mountains are bigger than any I have seen in any pictures or otherwise. I have found advanced technology in that I was able to suggest to a company that now has put uh, software apps that do exactly what I found on this other world. Uh, the software mm. app I found on the other planet was like the droid Tesla software uh to test this to test circuit design uh this happened a couple a couple of years ago and should have um, been before this app was on the market oh yeah the droid did wasn't didn't even exist until a year ago
2: interesting
3: so uh <clears throat> the town looks like more advanced than our our own uh but not by hundreds of years, maybe 50. Uh, the air, the air is clean and not cold, not overly warm. I have shown a book that, that shows how to break down, uh, that shows, I have shown a book that shows how to break down cloaking technology on anti-gravity, uh, craps flown by unfriendly species. Uh, The Office was, uh, beautiful, cl- beautiful classic in a form still uh, from a more advanced time. Uh, across, fr- across from me was a human, uh, somebody I have never met before, explaining to me the components to the book, uh, the, the photographs, and the graphics. Uh, the image was a blue ribbon with uh, twisting and shows the Im- image of a slowly appearing graphic of the craft. Uh, when I was young, eight or nine-ish, I thought I had come from a dying planet, and I came here as a refugee. I feel that I am i miss my home world, and I hope my next world will let me rest and no more running. I believe my people used black diamond-shaped uh, ships that
2: fly in groups of four in a larger diamond. Okay. Now... Uh- at first glance here this may seem like what's the what's the term our producer likes so much flaming fruit cake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh actually this is uh but this this is a perfectly legitimate example of what could be a legitimate multiverse experience. We're all living in many of these worlds and many of the people come have come to us and said you're the first person who has suggested that I can feel the way I feel uh, i.e. out of place in this world and and not be you know, a candidate for the the, the next uh, pharmaceutical experiment by the psychiatrist. So, uh, I just think that these experiences are entirely normal and legitimate at times. I mean, there can be certainly there are people who are, are definitely suffering from mental illness that that may or may not be. Chemical experiences, rather than you know, real yes, doors. Right. I mean, these are all open questions, and uh, it, this does remind me uh, too of uh, some experiences of the good world, from its the, the sense that it's not some kind of you know goofy, fluffy, fuzzy heaven kind of thing. It's a practical, real, material place, as is the good world. I mean, there's the mountains here, and various uh, uh, the weather and this sort of thing. I mean, in the good world, there are, as far as my experience, there are modes of transportation. Uh, gravity is odd, but it it does do. Uh, there, but there are practical things that happen, such as these meetings that apparently are to plan for people coming over uh, during the crisis here and in our neighboring worlds. So in any case, uh, Adrian, I have no problem with this whatsoever. Uh, I think that um, it's something worth uh, you know c- cultivating. Certainly, it's part of your life. And I the only caution I would uh, suggest is be very careful that you keep your feet on the ground. We have to live in the conscious world in which we find ourselves, whether we feel at home here or not. And we have to. Uh, and I think we are we are here for a reason, and we have to exercise responsibility. Personal responsibility for our lives and responsibility as uh, public responsibility as citizens. Uh, I'm very big on that, and I think that um, it, it, it can fit very well with our multiverse lives. And uh, thank you for writing this. This is uh, very interesting. And again, uh, as you have these experiences, feel free to keep us posted. It may take months to answer, as this one has, but we're always very interested in, in hearing about that. Okay, so I think we're going to have to. Call it a a day on our emails right now. And I did want to remind everybody that uh, if you do happen to live in the southeastern New England area, uh, Providence Learning Connection will be uh, hosting us for a course beginning November 5th, Exploring the Paranormal. And believe me, it'll be exploring it in a way you've never imagine it, uh, unless you've been a, a long-time listener to the show. Uh, there, it'll be five weeks, excluding the uh, U.S. Thanksgiving weekend, and will include visits to, to two sites of famous cases that I have uh, have had. So, also, uh, check out my books on Kindle and, B- and Barnes & Noble Nook e-readers. Uh, they're all there. And uh, I want to thank our producer, Will Kosnick, and we'll see you next Sunday, October 9th, right here on CBS News Sky Radio, com. And not only can you find out if Ben survived his allergy attack, but uh, Ben and I will welcome for the first time Rob Howells, author of the new book Inside the Priory of Zion, for a discussion about that most explosive subject, the bloodline of Jesus Christ.
3: All right. In the meantime, tune into our New England Drive Time Show on WON 1240 AM and O1Worldwide.com at 6 p.m. Eastern every Monday. And remember, you can always get free podcasts of all our shows, along with show schedules and guest information at www.behindtheparanormal.com.
2: And we leave with a quote from dear old Winston Churchill. A pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. Thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey, and we'll see you next time.